Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Jackie Glynn is the current president of the Irish chapter of the Project Management Institute and she joins me now to discuss the upcoming National Project Awards. Jackie, you might start the interview by providing us with an insight into your own background and in particular, the career path that you followed. So, Carl, um, I have over 25 years plus experience in managing programs, projects, portfolios uh, and strategy. And the career I followed was I, I started off in IT, a very typical uh, career path for project managers. And I then transversed into business projects and supporting business organizations to deliver, I suppose, projects according to their strategy. And in a career that has seen you work for VHI, Diageo, Hewlett-Packard, St. Vincent's Hospital Group, and now, of course, UDG Healthcare, what did you learn about project management from these household names? That every organization is different and that you can run the same project in every organization, but it'll be different because of the people and the culture. And not only do project managers need to understand, you know, what we call the technicalities of doing projects, but it's also the behavioral leadership, the negotiation, conflict, all those are skills that you need to bring to bear. And that's what I've learned in my journey um, in my career today. So, Jackie, you mentioned about the intricacies of project management, leaving aside the technical aspects, but focusing on the emotive or behavioural aspects. How do you manage different personalities and different agendas on a project? I suppose that's a real skill set, isn't it? It is trying to understand what makes people tick and trying to get the best out of people um, and understanding how to do that. So in some cases, you know, people respond very well to, you know, you're given very direct feedback. In other cases, uh, you have to bring people on a more slightly nicer journey in trying to understand what you need to do different and better. Um, I think it's challenging, and I think as you go through it and you you know become um, long and better experienced and uh, more knowledge of the industry, you understand that you have to listen to people, let them have their say, and let them collaborate with you to the outcome that you want is really what I've learned. And in terms of dealing with conflict on projects, what's your approach to that? Conflict on projects is just inherent in the everyday. Um, I've never run a project where there hasn't been conflict. Um, I suppose uh, in the initial days, you, you know, when you're you know, much younger, you get very head up about it. But really, uh, the approach we need to do is listen to understand what the conflict is, what the resolution, what, what the input is from both sides. And try and craft or co-create a resolution amongst the parties is what it is. And come to a compromise. Because essentially, conflict occurs because people aren't listened to. And really, you want to help people involved in, in, you know, come to the solution of the conflict themselves and help them co-create that solution. So um, that's how you handle conflict in a project. Now, I read your key takeaways from a previous Project Management Institute conference, and in it you refer to a description of a project manager of being someone who was between a midwife and a warrior. How appropriate is this description? I think it's a really great description because, you know, when you start a programme project, a big thing, it becomes like your baby. You know, you're, you're trying to shape what it what is going to become, what it is. And then somewhere along the way, you have to become that warrior about protecting your baby because... There are things that will derail it, whether it's the politics of the organisation or maybe people not doing what you need them to do. So you have to play that part midwife to warrior to be able to bring the project to fruition to a successful outcome. 
Now, some of the key disruptive influences for project managers are big data, advanced analytics and human-machine interfaces. How can the provision turn these potential technological threats into allies? What they will end up doing, if we go back to the comment I made earlier, that the technical competencies is one piece and then it's all about the behavioural leadership. So when you introduce AI and data and analytics, it allows you to release some of the more administrative tasks that you might have to do on a day-to-day basis and help you focus on what really is the key enabler, bringing the team together to get to the outcome you need. Now, while technology was mooted as a disruptive force for project managers back in 2018, less than two years later, project management, like most other areas of the economy, were thrown into disarray by COVID-19. Perhaps you can relate to us the impact which the pandemic has had on large-scale projects across Ireland. Well, I think you are a project manager that worked in an Irish organisation. Um, you probably were always on site and worked, you know, co-located with your team. If you're a project manager who works in a multinational, you're probably used to being on global calls and doing, you know, Zoom calls are the equivalent. So very quickly having to pivot to the second of that, to everybody being on, you know, on Zoom or on Teams um, was the biggest change for most project managers. And working in that environment, it is, it's a different skill set to work within a remote working with a team that you have to develop. So I think that was a challenge for a lot of the project management industry in terms of depending on whether you sell into the multinational or, you know, a a local organisation. And then from a pandemic perspective, I think um, basically it has fast-tracked the whole approach uh, to how you deliver projects. So constantly looking to try things because we didn't have the time to, you you know, to take our time and learn, learn really fast and then pivot to the next best thing to do and I think that has shown up in terms of great examples of, you know, even the vaccine journey for farmers, even the supply chain, look at all the postal service and the, the curry distribution companies have done. Everything went online overnight. And I think I read one case study where one organization had to fast track their capacity uh, that they were building out over three years into three months. So that's a phenomenal piece. So from a project management perspective, that's a huge undertaking. And what lessons did you learn during the pandemic about managing remote teams? making sure you use remote tools, but they can use, be used to your advantage. So in project management terms, um, you definitely have a meeting with senior executives for some big programs. And, you know, that was harder to do in the pandemic. So maybe some more engagement tools and chats happened online. So it kind of broke that balance between informal and formal engagement. I think communication skills came to a whole different level because you weren't, be, you weren't able to read the room. You weren't able to see the physical and verbal, the physical cues you normally get. So you had to really rely on what you were articulating, being visual about it, and then understanding and listening to people's tone of voice in terms of how they're communicating back to you. And then I suppose from a communication perspective, empathy became very, very key because everybody had different challenges working from home. What lessons should be taken from this period when planning and managing projects and people going forward? I think what can be learned uh, learned really effectively is we've been in a really disruptive era. Every kind of every phase has had a real disruption, and one way of looking at this pandemic is it's disrupted our entire life and our way of doing business. Um, and I suppose that shows that we have an acceptability and adaptability that we should build on. It also shows, and think I point I point to the whole debate about on-site versus remote working, and really overnight organisations pivoting to that. So I think. That hybrid model or remote working model on its own is going to become a real factor in the talent world going forward because flexibility will be the differentiator for a lot of people with young families. And then I think um, how are organizations structured in terms of physically 
I think there will be more collaboration spaces and where you have a hybrid working model, you'll be going in to collaborate with the team in a safe environment and then doing work from home as well. So I think it's really going to change how we work going forward for project management. And as we look beyond the pandemic itself, what are the opportunities and challenges facing the industry? I think from a project management perspective, um, I see nothing but upside because over the last 10 years, as I've uh, gone on in my career, more organisations are becoming project enabled. And I think this pandemic has shown us that, you know, when you bring together people via projects and focus on an outcome, you can get it done really quickly. So I think it has aided and abetted the project management profession in terms of it being a real, uh, a real uh, important part of an organisation's project delivery and change management capability. And what are the emerging trends in the world of project management? We've all talked about it, which is agile. So whether you do an agile approach or a waterfall approach, and really the whole technical impact in terms of AI, data analytics, machine learning, um, and working working with uh, machines and people to make projects happen. And of course, project management, as you said throughout the interview, it impacts and affects each individual industry and sector. But if someone is listening to this morning show and they want to become a project manager, what industry or sector should they look at in terms of seeing the greatest opportunities in? In terms of, uh, in terms of where we're at from a job market perspective, I think there are three probably industries there, well, maybe four that are shown um, where the jobs are. Uh, pharmaceuticals, pharma, healthcare, med tech and things to do with healthcare. Uh, FinTech has really survived, survived well, and then anything to do with technology, any technology company. Now, the deadline for the National Project Awards 2021 is fast approaching. Tell us about the awards, the respective categories, and the application process. So the National Awards uh, first came to fruition a few years ago, and it was born from the chapter wanting to recognise the great work that project managers do in Ireland. Um, and I suppose a project manager's life is pretty much, you know, you're on one project, you're finished, you do a great job, and on Monday you turn up and you start another project. And there's never really a huge amount of reflection or, I suppose, acknowledgement. And we wanted, as a professional organisation, to give that recognition to our members. So this year uh, we decided to hold the national awards virtually. And I'm thankful to say that we've continued to have our sponsor, PwC, by our side. And in this year's awards, there are... The main ones we've had, the categories that we've had before, Project Professional of the Year, Project Management for Social Good, which reflects the CSR element, Private Sector Project of the Year, Public Sector Project of the Year, and PMO of the Year. And in addition to that, we, had, we have two additional categories this year. The first one has, the, the date has been closed now. It's the COVID-19 Response Project Award, so a specific award, a call out to projects that, you know, pivoted um, to because of the pandemic. And we had a terrific response on that. We shortlisted to five, which will go to the public vote. And that will be, uh, there will be announcements in the, in the press. And the public vote will open on the 24th of May to the 9th of June. And it is on the PMI URL. And then just as an added bonus, on the night, we have six award categories or seven. And uh, the finalists of those, there's usually three in each category, um, will be voted by the audience on the night for a People's Choice Award on the night. And as we look out over the next three years here from a domestic economy perspective, Jackie, what's your outlook for project management? I think I think project management is in a good place because I think what we've demonstrated is an ability to deliver. And in the last 18, 20 months of the pandemic, even more so. 
So I think projects are the way to get your strategy delivered. And I think a place of project management is a great place over the next three years. And of course, it was always said that a great project is one that's brought in on time, on budget and at top quality. But apart from that, what makes a good project manager in your opinion? What makes a good project manager, in my opinion, is those three things you talked about, the technical competencies. But it's a little bit more than that. It's a passion about what you want, what you what you do. It's you know the ability to think ahead, um, and it's the ability to manage that team. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Jackie Glynn, the president of the Irish chapter of the Project Management Institute, who provided a fascinating insight into the world of project management. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.